Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks as we continue on with these songs of the night, these psalms. And, uh, we've just made a move to Psalm number 73, but with me as always, and let me catch you up on some things going on around here is Stephanie Wesco. Stephanie, what is going on? Well, good morning, Doug. Um, what's going on is I am excited that this Friday is here and um, that we can study God's Word together. And um, I'm doing pretty, pretty decent, I think, staying busy, as always. Yeah, that's good. Eight, what? Kids, eight kids in a ministry keeps you hopping and a dog. Yeah, yeah, old Thorlene. And, oh, please. Uh, now, what is going on with that? Uh... That is so mean. <laughs> Poor Thor. The transgender golden retriever. But what is going on with uh... <laughs> No, actually, it, it would be, it would be, he's a eunuch. That's what he is. Yes. Uh, uh, we should, we should name him Cornelius. Gotta, you got to put a term on it. Oh, my word. We should name him Cornelius or something like that. The Ethiopian <laughs> eunuch. The Warsaurian eunuch. So what's next on the family calendar? What's going on with the kids and everything? So uh, now that March is here, um, we are looking at birthday season is back. And so um, Caleb starts off our family year of birthdays. And so he is very excited. He'll be turning seven. And um, I tried to talk him into a Toy Story themed birthday party because I thought that would be really cool and really fun. And no, we went back to the reptile side of life as Caleb loves there's a reason his nickname is Keptile. So, um, but we've moved on from dinosaurs. We had a dinosaur party for two years. So this year he wanted a turtle party and he wants a turtle for, for his birthday, a box turtle. And we have Pastor McClure to thank for that. Um, Pete, Pastor McClure is his buddy. That's what he tells people because he loves turtles as much as Caleb does. So we're having a turtle party and it's actually been fun, been planning that. And um, it's kind of a sad thing to have mostly older boys that, you know, birthday parties for them now consist of mom, we want steak and, and, I, and an ice cream cake. That's no, you know, that's it. That's as good as it gets. Um, so I'm trying to enjoy these little, little guys birthday parties and um, doing those fun things for them. So yeah, he informed me this morning he does not want cupcakes this year, so I, I have to figure out if he wants a decorated cake or ice cream cake or what he's after in that department. So wow, wow, that's pretty crazy, isn't it? Yeah, this is and what he I wants know. Spaghetti. Yeah, we're getting away from David for a while. So Psalm number seventy-three through eighty-three, and we remember we did one uh, fifty back a while ago are Psalms of Asaph, who was a Levite, but he wants ice cream cake. He wants so this guy. As uh, Stephanie mentioned, I nicknamed him Keptile, and uh, he is the coolest dude. 
I mean, that guy, he's cooler than the other side of the pillow. You know, Caleb is, he's a gifted man. He looks an awful lot like his father. Now, I've never met his yeah. father in life. I've seen his pictures. But looking at the younger pictures of Charles, you see uh, yeah. Caleb and him. I mean, they could be twins. Yeah. You know. No, it's, it's uncanny how much he looks and how many mannerisms. Um, you know, that's where you see genetics because... The older he gets, the more I see his dad in him. And, you know, his dad's been gone two and a half years now. So it's not like he's, it's not like those are things he's picked up from watching his dad. There is some strong, strong daddy genes there. And um, yeah. yeah, Caleb's a fun, he's such a fun kid. Sam and Caleb, both their personalities are so different, I, yeah. um, but they are both, they add so much joy to life in their own special ways i wonder you know i went to school with a kid called boogers because he picked his nose all the time <laughs> i wonder i nicknamed him that i wonder if he passed that on to his kids if genetically his Ew. kids and his grandkids are nose pickers right now there may be kids picking their nose uh, <laughs> man what a strange thing to talk about and think about as we're going through the bible this morning but <laughs> It just made me think of genetics and boogers was a, he was a nose picker. That's where the name boogers came from. So he, he must well, Caleb's, have, Caleb's is not quite that, um, you know, it's not he's bad. A boy. He's a boy. So he does those disgusting things that boys do. But um, Caleb's, he's a thinker like his dad. Um, he's and very. Way to, to move away from boogers. I, I admire the way you. Took your eyes off of me through the computer and tried to change the subject. And I'm, I'm thankful that you did that. And uh, I knew where you were going. You said, I am not going to live the next two minutes hearing about this kid named Boogers from Molotov, Connecticut. But anyway, so anyway, I'm back at you now. And, uh, uh, you know, we got our segment, the Norton Knuckleheaded Moment. Yes. And uh, today, I believe it's your turn. So how are you going to deal with this? You might be a knucklehead if... If you storm into a restaurant where people are enjoying meals and scream and yell and curse at the receptionist there and um not cool. Serve everybody. I mean that is so knuckleheaded. It is so rude and inconsiderate and just downright wrong. So Stephanie uses uh just a real moment life of time. experiences that happened in her life. I mean, so her and her son, Charles, the second oldest, um, they went out for a, a mommy date and they went to Texas Roadhouse and Charles got his 20 ounce steak and uh, Stephanie ate better than that. And then this guy comes in. So were you guys eating at this point or was it before you got your food or? We were, I think, yeah, we were eating. We had gotten some, I don't know if it was an appetizer or the main the main thing, but yeah, we were eating and yeah, he storms in and I mean, it was pathetic. You know, folks, was, if you yell God. at people in a restaurant and it, other people are involved in that, if, if, if you, you know, can I say this? You stink if you do that, you know, yes. you know, if you can't handle things calm, cool and collectively, you got to ask yourself, what is your life all about? Be kind out there. You know, right. you're totally a knucklehead if you're yelling and screaming at people. And even if they're your own peeps, if you're yelling and screaming at your wife, your kids, your husband, whatever, stop it. Cut it out. Get right. There's no need for that. 
live yeah. on the mountain. We're just coming off of living on the mountain. Now we're going to this place in Psalm 73. But now I do. we're going to the valley. We're going to the valley, but then in the midst of 73. Now, there's going to be a few podcasts out of 73. But in the midst of this, God's, uh, you know, God refocuses Asaph here on heaven. And his focus turns away from, you know, this world. Why, why, why? Those types of things. And so here we are in Psalm 73 in verse number one. Truly, God is good to Israel, even to such as of a clean heart. So it starts off talking about a clean heart, a pure heart, I'm sure is what he's talking about there. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. For I was envious of the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no bands in their death, but their strength is firm. They are not in trouble as other men, neither are they plagued like other men. Therefore pride compassionate them about as a chain, violence covereth them as a garment. Their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than heart could wish. They are corrupt and speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily. They set their mouth against the heavens, and their tongue walketh through the earth. Wow. We've all been there where we say, why do these wicked people, why do these knuckleheads, why, why, why? You know, there's asking a lot of questions there, Stephanie, but right out of the Right out, he's coming out saying, but God has been really good to Israel. You know, sometimes my mother used to always, whenever she had anything bad to say about me or things were going upside down, she used to start with that, I love you so much, Douglas. So I knew that the next sentence was something I did wrong, something that wasn't good, someone who died, uh, something like that. There was no money to get food, whatever the case may be. I knew it wasn't going good from there. But, I mean, what are you thinking when you see those first couple verses? I think um, I think I see Asaph's heart here being one of, before he's open and honest about what he's been struggling with, he just lays out that God's good. And, um, late, you know, just out of the gate, that God is good even to such as are of a clean heart. And um, I think, you know, as we get into this Psalm, we're going to see, we need reminded of that sometimes that God is good, that God is faithful when you're seeking him. It's like Job. Yeah. Job was of a clean heart, even though Job was going through trials, even though it seemed like the wicked who hurt Job got away with everything they did. They didn't get away with it. And God was still good to Job and yeah. he was still faithful. And it's like Asaph just wants to nail that down as the foundation because he says in verse two, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. And I think the importance of having Jesus Christ as our foundation, his word, his promises as our foundation, that has to be a very sure thing in our lives. That has to be that solid rock that David talked about a few Psalms back, because there are going to be situations, there are going to be scenarios in life where our feet will be kicked out from under us. Yeah, you slipped. Yeah. Where our, our steps will slip. And um, 
without that foundation of Jesus to hold us, we'll sink like Peter did on the in the in the water. We'll drown because of life has some sick, disgusting, you know, scenarios, junk that we have to go through, and that foundation has to be there. And that's what I see ASAP doing is just nailing down. Before I get into what I've been dealing with, let me just make sure that it's proclaimed that God is good. Yeah, and, and I guess really, too, Stephanie, what you're saying, it made perfect sense to me. Uh, what are we serving? You know, are we serving prosperity? Are we serving, are we that concerned that the guy down the street has more than I have? Are we that concerned? I mean, those are the questions that come to my mind. These are hard questions. I think everybody grapples with these. You know, he's pointing out the obvious right out of it. You know, God's been really good to Israel. We're eating. We're, you know, we have a clean heart. Uh, but but then he gets to the point where he says, you know, my steps, sometimes I slip, you know. And and so you got to ask yourself the questions that, you know, what are we serving? What is this all about? We get heaven for eternity and heaven's going to be pretty, pretty awesome. You know, we just finished that song where we said, to, you know, we're on the mountaintop. You know, are we on the mountain? Or are we worried about somebody who has a little more than us down the road? The truth is, I think there's always going to be somebody that has more than us. There's always going to be that person. I, I can remember when you know Debbie and I first got married. The phrase was then, "What do you? Who do you think you are, Donald Trump?" I mean, that was the big thing in the '80s and '90s. You know, somebody would go out and buy a new car. Who do you think you are, Donald Trump? Uh, because Trump was in every magazine back then, and every, uh, every you know about having all the money in the world. But it's almost like we're doubting God, don't you think? I know you said, you, and you called this, when you and I were reading this just five, five minutes before we did this, you made the call uh, that this was going down a negative road. Uh, but don't you think doubters, uh, being doubting, being skeptical, being, uh, what is it, jealous? Is that a word we're looking for? Covetousness, uh, having covetousness, being jealous. Doesn't that take us away a little bit from what we're all about? Yeah, there's, um, I think of the verses that set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. And where our love is, um, where our focus is. And, you know, Satan can use even quote unquote good things to get our focus off of where our focus needs to be. Um, he can use, the fact that we're serving God and we're suffering. That's a good thing. Yeah. The thing can take that and twist it in our minds, especially if our focus is not kept on Jesus Christ, if our focus is on serving him versus who he is, if our focus is on um, being praised versus him receiving the glory and honor, if our focus is on those wrong, on those things that maybe are good, but they're still the wrong focus will get dismantled. Um, and I think it's very important to remember that where your affection is, as Jesus said, that's where your heart is. And that's why it's so important that we love the Lord, our God. Yeah. Nothing else is listed there. Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Because when that's your focus, when these, when those things happen that <laughs> seem unjust, yeah. Um, that leave you just going, really? Really? This happened to me, but the crook over there is getting away with murder. Um, 
you have a peace that passes all understanding when your focus is on the fact that Jesus is still my God. He is still good. I can still trust him. And that gives you a peace. It gives you in the midst of the storm, it gives you, it turns that water into a foundation you can walk on because it's all about who he is, not anything to do with us. Yeah. And and I think, you know, I think the category of people, the doubter, I think that's a dangerous neighborhood to live in, a dangerous zip code to be at uh, when you start doubting what God can and what he's done for you. Hey, God gives us trials. We say this, you know, 10 times a month on this podcast, but so that we get closer to God. And this is what God has for us. And I'm not starving. I just ate a peach. Uh, Stephanie just ate some chips or something over there. What did you eat? What was that you ate? It was an Optavia bar praise be to god and so we just ate a bar some of the highest nutrition known to mankind i just had a peach i was uh, marveling how peaches could be delivered to south carolina freshly and with juice but you know all joking aside if you're a doubter uh you're living in a bad place right now and somehow you got to get away from that somehow people need to get away from that doubting because I'm telling you, doubting will take you down. It's an ugly place to be. It's, uh, it's the little brother of, uh, unsured of your, unsure of your blessed assurance. Uh, it's the little brother of, you know, I made a mistake. You know, I, can someone be saved and be a doubter? Yeah, but I don't think you live, I don't think you build a house there. You know, we're gonna, we go through some bad times. I mean, we go through some times where we're doubting some people and, some things like that, but you got to get up. But then, Stephanie, in, in verse, uh, you go down here and you find uh, wrestling going on in four. It said, for there are no bands in their death, but their strength is firm. They are not in trouble as other men, neither are they plagued like other men. Therefore, pride compassionate them about as a chain. Violence covereth them as a garment. Their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than heart could wish. They are corrupt and speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily. They set their mouth against the heavens and their tongue walketh through the earth. You know, it's pretty easy to live there and think, hey, these guys are living proud. They're bragging. They're, you know, they got these big fat eyes that, that want everything. They're, uh, they're, they're probably wearing 50 inch belts. I don't know, you know, from eating all that good chow, uh, you know, there's a lot of jealousness going on here in Old Testament Israel. But the truth is, Israel has the Savior coming back to them. Not at this point, but they're looking forward to him. Israel has the covenant. Israel has all these different things going on. The lineage of David. And, uh, and, and so Asaph's asking a lot of good questions here, Stephanie. But I would say to you, if you came across a lady right now who was a doubter, and living in that area code, what would you say to her? Well, I think we have to go back to where's your faith? Where's your trust? Where's your dependence? And whatever is not of faith is sin. And that is a hard, hard verse to swallow. It is. But to understand that God's promises are true and the more you live in doubt, the more you will live in the fear of man. The more you live in doubt, the more you um, 
are not trusting God's promises, that you're not trusting God is who he says he is, the more (laughs) these people will become, you'll, you'll be filled with anger. Doubt will lead to anger. It'll lead to frustration. It will lead to you doing things and taking um, your frustration and your anger and all of that out on other people. And, um, you know, real faith is still and knows that God is God. Real faith isn't loud. It's not boisterous. It's not, it's not out to prove it's right. Real faith is that quiet. Maybe sometimes there'll be noise. Maybe sometimes there'll be the rending of the clothes as the Jews did in the times of Esther as they pled with God for mercy. But sometimes it'll just be that consistent going to God as Daniel did three times a day. Um, even in the face of trial, even in the face of dealing with men like this, it was that quiet commitment that I, I know who God is. I know he's proven who he is to me and I'm going to trust him. And, you know, there's a reason God gave us his word. It's, it's not just to help us live a godly life. It's to give us the confidence that God is who he says he is. That's why he gives us his promises. And so if you're doubting, if you're doubting who God is, get in his word. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then you're dealing with the wrestler. So you're dealing with the doubter and then you're dealing with somebody who's wrestling around, which I think is just as dangerous too, you know, proposing all these things, asking all these questions. Uh, You know, these folks are healthy. These folks are this, they're fat, they're this, they're that, you know, that's just as bad as that first guy living in the doubting place. And, you know, you could really look at a couple ways Christians can find themselves. And uh, you can find yourself doubt and you can find yourself wrestling all the time. But like Stephanie just said, we don't live there. You know, we're going to have, we're going to, you know, there's going to be some jealousy and some covetousness. There's, there's going to be, you know, when we're driving down the road and the muffler falls off the old Ford and, uh, and someone drives by us in a brand new Lincoln or something. I don't know. There's going to be some of that where we go, man, I picked the wrong profession or something. But when you put something, when you're aiming something toward your, when something's getting in the way of your relationship with God, when something's aimed at in some way, because I'm a Christian or because I'm not wicked, these things have happened to me. I don't think that's the case. I think it's because you're a big crybaby. I don't know, man. That's what I think. Yeah, I think you have to, um, and I don't think it's what I think. Um, We have the principle in scripture of different people God called on throughout scripture to make the tough calls, to do the tough things. And um, I think of the story of Esther, how Esther made that choice. Um, You know, Haman was living this life. Haman was, um, his strength was firm. He, he, He literally had all of his ducks lined up. He had everything in place for his plan. And Esther, I'm sure Mordecai, the Jewish people were tempted to despair. They were tempted to come to that point. I'm sure they were dealing with anger. I'm sure they were dealing with doubt, all of these things. But they made a choice to put their focus on God and on his promises. And Esther made that choice to be wise. She was wise in how she responded to the situation, but she didn't get angry. 
She didn't curl up in a ball somewhere. She was involved. She was engaged. And she made a difference because of that. And each person, you know, as we serve God, we're going to deal um, with people that are in these positions. Um, yeah. That seem like there's nothing stopping them as they seek to destroy your life, as they seek to destroy um, relationships in your life. There's people like this um, on personal levels, not to eat, not to mention um, nationwide levels. And, and that's all that we just this this can go into so many different facets of life. This scenario that Asif lays out before us. But where's your focus? No matter what scenario you're in, is it Jesus Christ? Is it that he's worthy of your praise and your trust? Exactly. And I, and I think I, I like that direction. I think that's the practical end of this. I think that's where we turn at. And uh, we turn at, where's our focus? What's going on? And I don't know how you have a song for this. What Do you have a song to uh, close us out with, a verse? Um, do You know, here's the thing. And, and I think Stephanie hit this. And, and, and going back to the whole knuckleheaded moment for a second, too, is be kind, be loving. And, you know, having these types of characteristics where you're doubting, where you're wrestling constantly, am I doing the right thing because I don't have the best job? Uh, is this the right thing? You know, let that go, man. Be kind to each other. Love one another. If you're talking louder than this at a restaurant to somebody, you might be a knucklehead. If, if you're sitting around worried about why the guy has more money than you down the road, you might be a knucklehead. Look at what you got. Thank God for it. Work it out. Move. Do you think these missionaries are worried about who's got a nicer car? You try to get down to a third world country with a nice car. There's nothing left to it. It's like driving a nice car in Korea. When you get over there in the army, you buy a hoopty, the ugliest, cheapest, hope it runs kind of car that money can buy because there's eight lanes of traffic on three lane roads. So Anyway, what do you have for us for a song this morning? So, folks, don't be a doubter. Don't be a wrestler. Be a believer in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Trust in him alone. He'll take you where you're going. So, Doug, I have the last verse of How Can I Fear. I'm ready. Appropriate. Jesus is king. He controls everything. He is with me each night and each day. I trust my soul to the Savior's control. He drives all fear away. How can I fear? Jesus is near. He ever watches over me. Worries all cease. He gives me peace. How can I fear with Jesus? Fantastic. I think the best song that we could have had. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin. 
for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.